The Productive Woman, Episode 353. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, welcome and thank you for joining me. In this episode, we're pausing for just a moment at mid-year to see how we feel about how the year is going so far and maybe give a little thought to what the rest of the year might look like. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 353. This episode is brought to you by Calm. Calm is a returning sponsor that I'm very glad to welcome back. But here's the bad news. The world is full of uncertainty, and that might leave you feeling stressed or anxious. Want a little good news? Well, you can navigate change, feel more relaxed, and quiet your mind with Calm. I am excited to be partnering again with Calm, the number one mental wellness app, to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. You can clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. That is one of my favorite aspects of Calm. I sometimes, I've mentioned before, have trouble getting to sleep or I'll wake up in the night and have trouble getting back to sleep and the sleep stories that Calm offers, and there's new ones every every night, uh, really help me fall asleep or get back to sleep. So I highly recommend them if you have trouble sleeping. And if you go to calm.com slash TPW, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming and new content is added every week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to help take care of their minds, and I'm happy to be one of them. So you can sleep more, stress less, live better with Calm. For listeners of this podcast, Calm is offering that special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription. Just go to calm.com slash TPW. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash tpw for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Once again, that's calm.com slash tpw. Okay, so let's get into our main topic of this episode. I was looking at the calendar and realizing we are halfway through 2021 already. And I'm just kind of shaking my head at how quickly the year is going by, at least for me. I always think mid-year is a good time to pause and reflect. And so the question for you and the question I ask myself is, are you happy with how the year has gone so far? Way back in episode 95, and then again in episode 303, we talked about a process or an approach to doing a mid-year review, and I encourage you to check those out. But in the meantime, this week, I just, I wanted to have a quick chat about how the year's gone so far, some things we can look at, and then throw in a couple of things that I've enjoyed this year or recently that you might like too, 
and just a couple of thoughts that I'm pondering as we move into the second half of this year. So let's get into that. I when I'm when I'm doing kind of a retrospective or when I'm thinking about how my year is going or a week or whatever, I actually like to start from a positive perspective. And I have to confess, this doesn't come naturally for me. I am much more prone to see where things are falling short than to see, you know, the good things or recognize the positive things. So this is a habit and a mindset that I continually and purposefully try to cultivate just because it makes for a happier life for me anyway. And so I encourage you as we're thinking about where we are at this midpoint in the year to start from that positive perspective, celebrate the wins. And by celebrate, I mean, write them down and be happy about them. And I'm not just talking about your accomplishments, although that's good too. I think it's important for us to, uh, to look back and, and look at what we've accomplished both professionally, personally, physically, whatever, whatever things we've accomplished in the last six months, you know, the first part of this year, uh, but also just good things that have happened in your world. I think Anytime we can come at anything with a a positive frame of mind, that's a good thing. And so for me, a way to do that is to purposely and intentionally look for things that I'm happy about, things that I'm grateful for, things that are uh, good things that have happened or things that I've accomplished. And so for instance, right now, as I'm recording this, Uh, at the very end of June of 2021, our younger daughter and her husband welcomed their first child just a few days ago. Uh, A wonderful thing for our family. Uh, He is our ninth grandchild, our fifth grandson, and first, of course, for them. And they are just beside themselves in love with this child. And and the whole family has been so happy to welcome him to, to the fold. So that's something I can think about when I'm feeling feeling, as, as I'll get into in a minute, a little discouraged or a little down to intentionally look for those good things to be happy about. And that's kind of a big one, but there are small things as well. In addition, as we hit this midpoint of the year, we have finally finished two major kind of construction type projects here at the house. We built a, a studio building slash garage for my husband and we had a pool put in and um, they are finally done. The, the property has been a construction site f- since last summer. And so we are now able to enjoy the pool just as it's turned hot here in Texas. And that piece of it's done. There's still landscaping and stuff to do. But uh, I'm so happy that the, the major construction piece of these things has been done. I can also celebrate that over the last six months, I've lost a fair amount of weight. So my, the work I've been doing in terms of trying to eat right, uh, exercise regularly has been productive. Now, um, I'll talk a little more about that in just a minute, but that's something I can be thankful for, even as I'm looking at what can I do better or how can I make things better? And so my question for you is, what about you? What good things have happened in your life during the first half of this year? Either things that you've accomplished that you're proud of, or things that just good things that have come into your life that you're happy for, big or small, I encourage you to think about those, write those down and celebrate those. 
Then the next step of this sort of mid-year process, and and as I said in in previous episodes, which I will link to in the show notes, we've talked about this in more detail. I'm just kind of hitting the highlights here, but uh, starting from that positive perspective, going into it with a, a grateful heart and celebrating the good things that have happened, the next step for me is to revisit and reevaluate my goals. And so the question for you is, did you set any goals for this year, whether personal, professional, relationships, whatever? um, Did you set any goals this year that you wanted to accomplish in 2021? And if so, how are you progressing toward accomplishing them? And, or do you want to rethink any of them? Because sometimes, you know, life changes, things happen. And we can all look back to 2020. And maybe the goals we set for ourselves at the beginning of that year, uh, ran into an interesting sort of obstacle when COVID hit that spring. And so things changed. Uh, But we're going to talk about that in a minute, too, about when we use outside interventions as a reason not to accomplish our goals. But in any event, maybe sometimes you want to rethink the goals you set. And mid-year is a great time to look at it and think, all right, am I making progress? Am I happy about the progress I'm making? If I'm not making progress the way I thought I would, is it you know, why is that? Is it because maybe I want to rethink the goal and and kind of recalibrate a little bit and uh, because things in my life have changed, my priorities have changed, and I want to put my focus elsewhere. And that's perfectly okay. But do, you know, the encouragement is to do it intentionally and not just sort of, I don't know, slide through the year and not, not get anywhere, if you know what I mean. If you're disappointed with your progress in goals that are important to you, give some thought about how and why you got off track. So for instance, for me, I have made pretty good progress on a couple of goals that I had set for this year. One of them I've already mentioned, uh, losing weight and getting healthier. That's an example. Another goal I've had, kind of an ongoing goal, is decluttering and reorganizing different areas of the house. Uh, And so I'm happy about the progress there. I'm happy with what's been happening in my legal practice and the work I've put in there and the way I've been serving the clients there. At the same time, I will confess that I have sort of fallen off the wagon in the last couple of weeks on my, on my diet and exercise plan. So I've kind of stalled on the weight loss part of my objective and looking at why and and by by falling off the wagon i mean i was doing very well i've done very well for the last several months of working out nearly every day eating healthy tracking what i eat and avoiding you know junk food and stuff like that and i've fallen off of that and so looking at why the timing what was going on around the 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 time when this started to happen i realized something about myself that when I have my, when my routine, my daily routine can proceed the way I've set it up, it's easier for me to stick to my plan, so to speak. But when something happens to throw off my daily routine, I find it harder to stick with my healthier habits. And I will say, and I think I've probably said this before, I don't 
really enjoy working out. I don't enjoy being on the treadmill. I like having done it. I like how I feel when I finished it, but there are other things I'd rather do with my time. I like to eat sugar. I like chocolate. Uh, and I, I also like healthy food, but it's easier for me to stick with the healthier food and the daily workouts when my routine I've put in place for my life can proceed kind of unhindered. But if something happens to interfere with that or interrupt it, it throws me off. And so over the last couple of weeks, we had house guests, uh, which is a great thing. It was family that had come to visit, but it changes the routine, right? Uh, and then I lost a couple of nights sleep while at the hospital with my daughter um, when she was having her baby. And lack of sleep makes it harder for me to stick to those healthier habits as well. So as I thought about all this, of all right, how did I kind of backslide, so to speak? What led to that? What, what were the circumstances around that happening? Why did I find it so easy to kind of slip off the track, so to speak? All right, what can I do to deal with that? Now, recognizing that I, my routine is really important to my success in sticking with those healthy habits, I need to come up with a plan to help me do that. So that's something I'm working on now, thinking about, all right, how can I maintain my routine and those healthy habits even when you know something changes in my day-to-day -day life? Another goal that I've had for this year that I still haven't made progress on is launching that YouTube channel that I talked about a few episodes ago. It's something I want to do to provide more value and more content for the Productive Woman community still haven't done it. Uh, I thought about it a lot. I've done a little, you know, prep work for it, but I haven't kind of pulled the trigger, so to speak. And so I've been thinking about the reasons why and coming up with a plan to address those. Next week, we're going to go into a little more depth on how to sort of reset and reboot when things have gotten completely off track and kind of chaotic. So we'll go into that more later. But that is the step that we're kind of at. So we start with all right, let's get our in a positive frame of mind by looking at and celebrating the good things, the wins of the first half of the year. Then revisit, reevaluate our goals and kind of how we're progressing on them. Decide whether we need to come up with a new plan, whether we want to pivot a little bit and, ch and change goals for something different because our priorities have changed. And then the next step after we've done that, after I've spent some time thinking about that, is to, to look forward. What's coming up in the second half of the year? And what do we need to do to be ready for that? So what, and, and by what's coming up, I mean, literally, what kinds of events or life changes or just what's happening in the coming, the second half of the year? Of course, we all have different holidays that fall later in the year that we need to think about and we can be, start to prepare for. Um, but other things can be happening if we have um, travel plans or work events or things like that. If we spend a little time now thinking about the, those, looking at the calendar and thinking, okay, what can I do now to be more ready for that when it happens? So for us, there's several things happening in the second half of this year. The one that's kind of looming most uh, closely is our youngest son who uh, graduated from graduate school last year, started his new job as a 
a patent examiner for the United States uh, Patent and Trademark Office. He's been working remotely from here at our home for the last couple of months, and he is leaving in just a few days to move to the state, to Virginia, here in the United States, where his job actually is. And it's a huge milestone for him. And this is his first post-graduation job. And you know, it's a big deal. And it'll be his first apartment alone. He's been gone in the past for, you know, for school. He went away to another state for graduate school. He shared a place with uh, another student there. But this is his first apartment of his own. And um, so it's a, and his first major kind of post-graduation job. So it's a huge milestone for him, but it's a big one for us too, because he's our last kid and now he's gone. Like I said, he's been gone before to go away to school and things like that. This is permanent. So, you know, we're trying to wrap our minds around the fact that he's going to be gone for good. He'll come visit, of course, but he probably won't ever live here with us again. And we truly are now fully empty nesters. And what does that mean for us? And what are we going to do to prepare and, and, and deal with that? Another thing coming up in the second half of the year, I mentioned, I don't know, two or three episodes ago, I'm going to be hosting the first ever productive woman community planning retreat here at my home. And uh, it's already in progress in preparation. There will be five really neat women joining me here at my home for a long weekend in October to retreat, relax a bit, brainstorm and, and and kind of mastermind together and consider our individual plans for 2022 for the coming year. And so I've got some things to do to prepare for that. I'm very excited about it. And we have some travel plans tentatively. We're hoping to visit our son in DC where he's moving to and uh, another son and his family who live in Wisconsin. So as we're kind of making this transition from the first half of the year to the second half of the year, those are some of the things I'm seeing in the the future, near and, and more distant future this year. And I can be thinking about things to do to prepare for those. So those are kind of the, that's a very brief summary of, of what I like to do this time of year, what I encourage you to consider doing. It doesn't need to take a lot of time, but I think we can get so tied up in the day to day that we kind of can lose track of our bigger objectives and the kind of the big picture of our life. And I always think mid-year is a great time to just take a pause, sit down with a cup of tea, whether it's hot or cold, depending on where you are in the world and what the weather's like there. And just thinking about these things, celebrating the the wins and the good things, revisiting our goals and reevaluating them, kind of recalibrating a little bit and giving some thought to how to prepare for what's coming in the rest of the year. And I encourage you again to check out if this is something you want to do and kind of be more strategic about, check out episode 95 and episode 303 three, where we get more into more detail about that. A couple of more things. I expect this to be, by the way, a little bit shorter episode. I wanted to just give you some thoughts and let you ponder them as you prepare for the second half of your year. 
we are here in the United States, just it just turned summer officially. And one of the things I wanted to share with you, because it's just been on my mind, are a couple of books you might be enjoy reading. I think they'd be great summer reads, because they're just the sort of thing you can read a chapter here and there. And these are the, the, the Madame Chic books. These are written by Jennifer L. Scott, who has a blog and a YouTube channel called The Daily Connoisseur. And so these books that she wrote share lessons, basically, that she learned about life, about style, elegance, and all of those sorts of things when she was a foreign exchange student in Paris, France, uh, years ago. She's now, you know, a wife and a mom and, and uh, does all those things. But she wrote these books uh, when she came back from Paris. And so the first book is called, uh, that I read, she has several, but uh, the first one was called Lessons from Madame Chic, and it's subtitled 20 Stylish Secrets I Learned While Living in Paris. It's just, they're a fun read and give you ideas for maybe, I don't know, making your own life a little more stylish, a little more elegant, and not, you know, not overly fancy, but she just gives a lot of really practical, neat ideas. The other one of her books that I read was called At Home with Madame Chi, and that subtitle is Becoming a Connoisseur of Daily Life. And so she really gets into kind of being present and doing little things to make your days more special and not, you know, not waiting for the big events, but letting every day be something special and something really enjoyable. I'll put links to those books in the show notes for this. I really enjoyed them. And I think you might like reading them as well. Like I said, I think they'd be a great summer read for when you're sitting by the pool while your kids swim or just whenever. So check those out. And the other thing that I wanted to share with you, and this this is so random, but it's just been on my mind, I think, because earlier today I was doing some cleaning around the house and changing the sheets on our bed. And so this is something you may have known this forever, but it's something I just figured out, you know, in the last few months, after years of making beds and struggling to figure out the right way to get the bottom sheet on a king sized or queen sized bed. I, I don't know about you, but I always I'd start it and have it the wrong way. I'd, you know, the top on the side or something like that. And trying to figure out how do you tell which is the correct direction to put that that bottom fitted sheet on? I just finally figured out that there, there's a hack to get it there. And again, if you know this already, you're probably rolling your eyes at like, Laura, where have you been? But if when you're standing at the foot of the bed, looking towards the, the headboard, the corner of the fitted sheet with the tag sewn into it goes at the bottom right corner of the bed. Okay. If you do that, if you put that, that corner of the sheet there, it will always be the right direction. So there you are. Again, if you know this already, sorry. If you don't, you're welcome. I'm, I wish I'd learned it about 20 years ago. So anyway, just a silly thing. But it's just been on my mind. I wanted to share it with you. And finally, I wanted to share with you, uh, again, in the, along the line of midway through the year as I'm pondering what's going to happen in the coming months as we finish this year, a couple of quotes or ideas that have I've come across that I've really been thinking about and pondering a lot. Uh, and I wanted to share them with you because I think they're, 
useful things to think about. They really are food for thought as we think about who we want to be in the world and where we want to go you know, moving forward. And so the first one came up when I was listening to an episode of Brooke Castillo's The Life Coach School podcast. And this is an old, it was an older episode. It's her episode 318. And I highly recommend it. I'll put a link in the show notes. And basically, in this episode, she was talking about challenges of planning for our future when the present is full of uncertainty. And this goes right in line with what we I've been talking about here as we ponder, all right, where do we want to be the rest of this year? And it can be hard. And what she talks about in the episode, her episode is that sometimes we can get kind of stuck a lot of us over the last year or so with all the things that have happened with COVID and, and different things like that. It was hard to imagine where we wanted to be at, you know, six months or a year from now, because everything seems so uncertain in the world. So she talks about that. And among other things, she offers some questions to ask ourselves as we consider plans for the rest of the year. And some of what she said has really been on my mind since I listened to it. But and I encourage you to listen to the whole episode. And again, this is episode 318 of the Life Coach School podcast, and I will put a link in the show notes. But in the meantime, I wanted to share some of what she had to say with you, because I think it's really relevant to this uh, idea of looking ahead. So uh, part of what she said was this. So if I ask you the question, where do you think you'll be three years from now? Can you picture yourself? Can you picture your life and your experience of your life? And if you feel like, no, you can't, it's most likely because you're identifying yourself based on what happens in the world, based on externals. You look to the outside world to define you now, but you also look to the outside world to define yourself in the future. And it's very hard to look at the outside world in the future right now because of all the uncertainty. And that makes it hard to define yourself. Uh, And then she later says, who I am is not determined by anything external. It is not determined by my job or my clients or how much money I make or don't make or what people say about me or don't say about me. Who I am is determined by the decisions I make internally. And that is true for all of us. Uh, then she says later on, we think sometimes that the external things are developing our identity. When people hate on us, then that develops our identity. Or if lots of people love us, that develops our identity. Or if we have a great job or make a lot of money or have a lot of success, that develops our identity. And that is not true because it's always our thoughts. It's never what's happening externally. This is why you can have a lot of very successful people who are very miserable, and you can have a lot of successful people who are thrilled, because success isn't determined by what is going on with who you are. It's your identity is it's determined by what's going on in your head is what she's talking about here. Your identity, she says, is not a separate truth that came imprinted on you. Your identity is how you see yourself, who you are to you. So if you're having trouble imagining your future self, my guess is it's because you're defining yourself by that external world, uh, by your experience and your circumstances. Uh, and and here's, here's where she kind of got into a couple of things. She goes on to say, your circumstances do not determine your identity. 
So if I say to you, who are you? And you say, I'm a mother, or I'm a healthcare worker, or I'm a life coach, or I'm a waiter, or whatever it is that you are, and that's how you define yourself by what you do externally, I want you to take that to a deeper level. How do you define yourself when all those things are taken away, when you can't work at your job, when you're not around your family? How is the value of your life and who you are as a person unchangeable by the circumstances? I think that's such a great question to ask yourself. And then she also asks, so does your purpose in your life, your identity stand up to change? Does it stand up to uncertainty? Does it reflect that it doesn't matter what's going on in the world? It only matters what's going on within you. Um, so again, I just thought those were great questions. I encourage you to go back and, and check out that episode of her podcast because she gets into even more of that kind of stuff. So if you've been, as I have at times, feeling kind of like you're floundering, like it's hard to project any sort of goals into the future because it feels like the world's kind of out of control. These are some great questions to ask yourself. Who are you when you take away all that external stuff? Who are you to you? without reference to what you do in the world. Uh, another thing that I read uh, came from a friend's Facebook feed, but I've seen lots of people sharing this quote. And this was by a woman, you've probably seen this, she has been a performer on America's Got Talent. She's known as Nightbird. And I've seen a lot of people post this quote, you can't wait until life isn't hard anymore before you decide to be happy. Uh, I, wow. And I just thought that was so, so good. I think that's resonated with a lot of us. One of the most important lessons I've learned in the past couple of years is that I'm responsible for my own happiness. No one else, no outside circumstance determines my emotions. Knowing that how I feel in any given moment is a direct result of the thoughts I'm thinking at that moment. And I can choose where to focus my thoughts. And so I love this, this idea that, you know, you can't wait until life isn't hard anymore before you decide to be happy. What's, what's implied in there, what's true, what really is true, we can decide to be happy regardless of circumstances. So um, I, I just thought that was so good. And then finally, another statement that I recently saw on social media that really resonated with me and I wanted to share with you is, this comes from the Becoming Minimalist website, destroy the idea that you have to be constantly working or grinding in order to be successful. Embrace the concept that rest, recovery, and reflection are essential parts of the progress towards a successful and ultimately happy life. I hope you will take that to heart. I just think that is so important for all of us. I'm going to read it again. Destroy the idea that you have to be constantly working or grinding in order to be successful. Embrace the concept that rest, recovery, and reflection are essential parts of the progress towards a successful and ultimately happy life. Could not be more true and could not be harder for some of us to put into practice in our lives. So it's something I've really been thinking about at this midpoint in the year as I'm thinking about what am I going to do in the coming months. The first half of this year has 
been a time of reevaluation for me of, of how I'm spending my time and whether I am making a worthwhile contribution in the world. Uh, and I, you know, just kind of talking to you from my heart, I have wondered many times in the last six months whether it's time to retire this podcast because I'm not certain whether I'm adding value to your life. In some months, the the downloads, the listens seem to be lower than they've been in the past. And I don't know if, honestly, if that's a reflection of what's going on with Apple's algorithm, or if I'm just not adding as much value to your life anymore. Uh, I just, I don't know. Producing a podcast takes a lot of time. It takes time to think of meaningful topics. It takes time to research and outline the content, time to record it and, and get it published for you, your consumption. And as most of you know, I do this while at the same time working more than full-time in a demanding law practice that's been even busier the last few months. I, I, I love doing this podcast. I love even more interacting with you and, and, uh, you know, in the Facebook group, I haven't been able to spend as much time in there recently as I wish I could. Um, and so, you know, I've really been rethinking about all of that. Uh, what's, what's interesting is as I get, start to get discouraged and think, you know, maybe it's run its course and I'm not offering enough value anymore and maybe it's time to retire it. Just at that time, it's very, you know, is it coincidence? I don't know what it is. Again, this week, just this week, as I was considering these questions, some of you reached out unprompted, not knowing my frame of mind, and shared with me your thoughts on how the podcast affects you and offered me words of encouragement. So shout out and thank you among other others to Priscilla and Sheila and Amy. I hope you know who you are. Your emails, your messages on the contact form on the website could not have come at a better time. I, I was so encouraged by your words. So as I think about where to go with the podcast in the coming months, I, it, it is really important to me that it be useful to you and valuable to you. It's not about me having a place to sit and talk, uh, you know, and, and spout what's on my mind. I, I do this because I want to serve this community. And I would love it if you would help me out as I plan the future of the podcast. I've put together a simple kind of online questionnaire, a survey that you can answer online. It only takes a few minutes. And I would love it if you would go there when you get a minute and do that. And you can find it at theproductivewoman.com slash survey 2021. That's theproductivewoman.com forward slash survey 2021. And I will put a link in the show notes if you're you know driving and you can't write that down. I really would appreciate it if you would take just a few minutes to go there and answer a few questions uh, and let me know your thoughts as I so that I can incorporate your feedback as I think about where this podcast goes in the coming months. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me. And if you are one of those who's taken the time to reach out in the Facebook group or via email or the comments page of the Productive Woman website, thank you. Your support, your ideas, your encouragement mean more than you might realize. And I truly and sincerely appreciate you. So 
in, with that, all that in mind, what do you think? How has your year gone so far? What are you celebrating? What are you looking forward to? What is on your mind as we pass this halfway mark in this year? I would love to hear from you. Uh, besides the, the survey, which I will appreciate your feedback on, uh, you can share your questions, your thoughts, your suggestions in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 353. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. If you are a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that's an even better place where we can interact. I don't always remember to post new things in there or conversation starters, but I do watch when anyone else posts there and I try to interact when I can. And if you've got a comment or a suggestion or an idea about how the podcast or the community can serve you better, I'd love to hear what it is. And you can do that in that Productive Woman Community Facebook group. If you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can do that by emailing me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I would love to hear from you. Uh, Okay, remember that Calm is offering that special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription. That's the subscription I have, and I paid for it with my own money, uh, and I love it. I use it nearly every day. Uh, either for a guided meditation or for a sleep story or something like that. And you can check out Calm and get that special limited time promotion of 40% off the premium subscription by going to calm.com slash TPW. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash TPW for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Once more, that's calm.com slash TPW. And thank you to Calm for sponsoring this episode of the Productive Woman podcast. And that is it for this episode of the Productive Woman. I thank you for spending this time with me. I, I sincerely do hope you found something in it that is helpful to you in some way. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.